0: Well, Jesus really hits the nail on the head with his uh, parable and the gospel today, because after all, uh, tomorrow is Labor Day. So, how many of us are probably going either today or tomorrow to some sort of a Labor Day party? And whether it's a a party or a, one of your kids or grandkids' sporting events or a church, right? When you get someplace like that, what's the first thing you always do? At least a lot of us is we start. Wondering what everybody thinks about us, right? Do I look fashionable? Do I look cool? Do I look like I know what I'm doing or I know what I'm saying, right? And then when we're done worrying what, about what everybody else thinks of us and and uh, how they're judging us, then we judge all of them too, you know, because that's what we do. And uh, so Jesus points out to us the importance of humility because when we judge each other, it creates disunity, disunity harmony in the world, in the human family. The virtue of humility, though, is exactly that virtue by which we understand ourselves in the proper relationship to everyone and everything else. And that brings, of course, harmony and peace. And at the very heart of humility is to understand that God is God. That really the only person's opinion that we should be worried about is our hosts. That is to say, Jesus Christ. His is the only opinion that counts in the end. As he said to St. Catherine of Siena, he said, I am he who is, you are she who is not. Because in comparison to God, we are absolutely nothing, right? Everything that we are, everything that we have and do depends on him. And it's only when we realize that, recognize that, uh, that we're able to finally put ourselves in the right relationship to God, to others, to ourselves, to really have that virtue of humility. So, of course, we know we all want this virtue. It's like the foundation, in a way, for all the other virtues. So how can we grow in the virtue of humility? Two ways are important. First of all, always, is prayer. We must always pray. Pray for humility. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of the Litany of Humility. It's a great prayer. It was actually written by a uh, cardinal, Mary Cardinal uh, Delval, who was the Secretary of State, actually, for Pope St. Pius X. But it's a very good, very challenging prayer. I'll read you a few excerpts from it. It goes like this. He says... Um, Things like, that others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be preferred to me in everything. I mean, it's hard to really pray that and mean it, you know. That others may become holier than I, provided, he says, that I may become as holy as I should. He goes through, it's interesting, all the things that we should be delivered from desiring from the desire to be extolled, to be praised, to be consulted, that is humility. But then not just what we shouldn't desire, but what we should not fear, from the fear of being humiliated being forgotten, being ridiculed. See, that's the great thing about humility. Not, do, not just does it free us from our own selfish desires, but it also frees us from our own fears. We don't have to fear anymore because we understand that God is God and we are in his hand. So if you've never uh, prayed that prayer or it's been a while since you prayed that prayer, I would encourage you to, to look up and pray the litany of humility. It can be a great uh, spiritual exercise. But the other thing that we can do, I think, to grow in our humility is quite simply to uh, do things that we find somewhat humiliating. Uh, you know, Saint Philip Neri was not only a great saint and a holy man, but he also had a great sense of humor. And uh, he would often give penances in confession that kind of really poked... Fun at uh, people's pride, you know, because after all, it goes when we're trying to combat our pride, a little bit of humor can go a long way. So, for example, he had one man who really wanted to do some serious penance for his sins, he wanted to wear a hair shirt, which is uh, a material, a garment made out of material that really aggravates your skin. You're supposed to wear it under your clothes, and, and it you know just makes you uh, feel real bad, and you do penance that way. So he said, oh, I w- can I wear a hair shirt for my penance? And St. Uh, Philip said, yeah, you can wear a hair shirt outside of your clothes, right? Which means, of course, that it's not aggravating your skin in any way, and you also look like a fool because you're wearing it out. And that was exactly what St. Philip wanted this guy to learn was humility. Of course, St. Philip was in an order of priests. So a lot of the things that he poked fun at was his fellow priests. There was a one priest who was always very serious, overly serious in everything that he did. So St. Philip gave him the penance of when he was doing uh, some wedding prayers, instead of the usual joyful thing that he was supposed to sing, he said, sing the miserere. So that's like a penitential Psalm. So can you imagine like if, if you were at your wedding and the priest was like, have mercy on us, God, for we have sinned against you. You'd be like, Father has gone a little crazy, right? And that's what St. Philip wanted this guy to experience. Uh, Or again, there was a priest who preached a really great, beautiful homily. And so to make sure that he didn't become too proud from that, St. Philip gave him the penance of preaching that same homily six more times. So, I mean, after six Sundays, his congregation was probably like, what is with Father? This is like the only homily he knows anymore, you know? So I guess if next week you hear the same homily again, you'll know why, you know. Um, but, you know, that was St. That was Philip's uh, wisdom. It was that if you want to grow in humility, then actually do something that makes you humble, that makes you humiliate. You know, so often we make, we say, oh, I, I need to do this. But we never do anything about it. We say, oh, I should pray more. But when was the last time you actually scheduled something, some time in your calendar to, to pray? We say, oh, I should uh, volunteer for that soup kitchen or some charitable organization. Well, when are you gonna do it, right? Get out your cell phone right now. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say this in church. Get out your cell phone, go out in the gathering space and call the nuns down in Covington and make an appointment, right? If you wanna do something, we have gotta do it. And it's the same way with humility. If we wanna grow in the virtue of humility, we need to do some things to humble ourselves. So, you know, maybe some challenging things, like, ladies, maybe you're the, the kind of person that you feel naked without your makeup. I challenge you, like, one, one day a, a month, don't put any makeup on. Or maybe you're the kind of person who never puts makeup on anyway. Maybe one day a month you put on makeup, but, like, put on a lot of it on, so it looks terrible, you know? <laughs> or maybe you have some, like, runner, uh, like a stocking that has a run in it, you know, and just wear it. Uh, or something like that, you know. Gentlemen, you know, we can we can do things that humiliate ourselves as well. Uh, if you jog or, or exercise in public ever, um, you know, like not. I'm sure no one else ever does this, but sometimes when I'm out uh, jogging and I'm tired and I'm walking, I see a car coming and I'm like, oh, better start jogging again so that I look good, you know. Um, Because when I'm the person driving by in the car and I see somebody dressed in jogging clothes but they're walking, what do I do? I'm always like, what a lazy jogger. Why are they running, you know? Uh, So, you know, what we can do is, maybe if there's a car coming the other direction, make ourselves stop and walk. Because yeah, people are gonna look at us funny for that and we can offer that up. Or maybe you're the kind of person who um, loves your car, takes good care of your car all the time. One day a month, you should just take a big glob of mud, slap it on the front of your car, you know, drive around that way, uh, or keep one nice uh, work shirt that has a nice spaghetti stain, you know, on it, and wear it to work. See if anybody says anything. Now, of course, when people point these things out to us, we should say, "Oh, thanks for pointing that out. That's I appreciate that." But don't explain what you're doing. That defeats the whole point. You know, you can't tell them why you're doing that kind of stuff. So, if those are just some suggestions, but. The point is, if we want to grow in humility, we ought to really do something about it, something to humble ourselves, to go down to the lowest spot. You know, that's where Jesus Christ went. He humbled himself to die on the cross for us. We want to go there with him. And yeah, if we do humiliating things like that, maybe for a while, what we'll mainly do is worry more, even more what everybody thinks about us worrying all the time. But if we are persistent in that spiritual exercise, we'll begin to worry less about what everybody else thinks and worry only about what Jesus Christ thinks. Because again, his opinion is really the only one that matters. So if we want to grow in humility, we have to pray and we have to to do these kinds of exercises of humility so that we can go with Jesus to the lowest spot. Only if we go to the lowest spot with him will he be able to exalt us. So let us try to live that life of humility, a life that says we're third. God's first. Other people are second. I'm third. Go into that lowest spot and live in the life of humility with Jesus so that we might be glorified with him in heaven.